Welcome to FitChicks Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by FitChicks Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for our upcoming Fitness and Nutrition Expert Certification Program and download the brochure today at www.fitchicksacademy.com forward slash F&E brochure to learn more. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. All right, so guys, I'm so excited. I'm so honored that I have Tosca here with me. Hi, Tosca. How are you doing? Hey, good. Well, I shouldn't say good. Good day, I should say. I feel very privileged to be here and tapping into your audience. So thank you for this invitation and uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation we're going to have. Yeah, no, definitely. Now, I mean, like I was telling you before offline, you know, I've been following you for years and I've read everything that you've written and I follow you with, you know, whether it was your e-clean diets or just everything that you talk about is just so um, it's so virtuous and so honest and so like, and the information is so impactful in a sense that like it's actual actionable items as opposed to just like in theory based and stuff. So I love that. But why don't you tell our listeners before I kind of just go off and tell them about how great you are. (laughs) Why don't you tell them a little bit more about sort of your story and how you even got started in the health and fitness industry? Really? It was on a dare. Um, really? Uh, yes. My start in the fitness industry was not the direct, ooh, I want to create a beautiful body. Let me see if I can get somebody's attention. What happened is I got someone's attention before I even knew that this was the way I was going to go. And, and that was my accident. So when I was in my 39th year of life, <laughs> I um, was making some life changes and uh, was studying to become a teacher and mm-hmm. taught a certain Robert Kennedy's daughter, grade one. And at the time, I had been struggling with my weight for a, for a bit and had made a decision that this was it. I was going to get lean, come heck or high water. So I, I, I sort of befriended this gentleman on the playground because he was bringing his daughter to school and I'd be on the playground as a teacher watching mm-hmm. the children and then I'd see him in the classroom with his daughter. And, you know, and, and, and one day he said to me, so you know, do you work out? What do you do to keep in shape? I'm like, yes, I run. Oh, I really love it. I run, you know, fantastic. (laughs) Um, You know, so I'm working on getting in shape, I say to him naively. Uh, And he goes, oh, well, that's interesting. Do you lift weights? No, no, I don't want to look like a man. (laughs) You know, Uh, know, but I'm really interested in losing at least another 30 pounds. And he said, if I had a dollar for everybody who ever said that to me, I would be a wealthy man. And then he watched me as I progressed with my physique because I did manage to lose some weight, but I didn't tighten. And that's when he challenged me to compete in a bodybuilding contest. So by then I was 40 and he basically said, I dare you to try it. And I went, okay, well, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Is you have to exercise the way I tell you to exercise and you have to eat the way I tell you to eat. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so we started that journey together. He became my coach and my nutrition coach at the same time. And that's when I kind of learned a little bit, like my other teachers who were working with me said, do you not realize who this person is? I'm like, no, he's a big time publisher. Like he's the, you know, you would say the shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, you know, I was kind of naively following somebody who was actually an icon in the bodybuilding business. And then it went from there. But he saw that the bigger purpose after I competed a number of times, because I placed every time, that um, I was also good at writing. And so he then challenged me to write a book and write a column and everything snowballed from there. And as you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. And I became his student and a student of nutrition, working out, and really changing my life with those two core principles. Right. Wow. That's such a great story. And that's so interesting how it's just like, it kind of just fell into place the way it was meant to happen. And just, it wasn't part of the plan. I love that because I do think so many people stress so much about, you know, following the plan and sticking to the plan as opposed to just opening up to like what life gives you. Well, yeah, and definitely there is value to a plan. Once of course. Made, once you've made a decision, you don't get there by accident. You know, mm-hmm. you have to create the action steps that are going to take you in that direction. But you're right, um, because I remember thinking to myself, okay, well, if this guy who's really solid in, in bodybuilding and fitness wants to take little old nobody me and create, you know, his vision of a, of a healthy, lean, fit woman... I'm in, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like to but that seemed to me like a really good deal. Yeah. I went for it. <laughs> no, I love that. And I mean, um, one of the things that I know for sure is that you are known, like at least in my circle <laughs> as like the eat clean guru, like everyone kind of turns to you for that. And we love you for that so much, but why is the, clean eating aspect so important to people into the progression of getting results? Well, literally from the point of view of shaping a lean, healthy physique, it has everything to do with what you consume. So if you Mm -hmm. go back to the days when I was yo-yo dieting and running and trying to shape a body, I hadn't changed my ways of eating. I was still eating white bread and commercial peanut butter and, you know, all the wrong stuff. So Right. I could all I wanted to, but I wasn't shaping that physique that I wanted. And I just didn't know, which I feel right. is where a lot of people's problem is. They, they're just not aware. The Agreed. Growing, but that you can actually shape a body with clean nutrition and that you can reverse lifestyle health problems was huge for me because I was flirting with diabetes type 2. I was hypoglycemic. I, I would pass out randomly, you know, because of low blood sugar. And uh, I was beginning to get heart palpitations. My father had died from heart disease at the age of 64. And I didn't want to be another statistic. So I, I began to understand and become a student of how solidly nutrition would, fa- would become the foundation of the healthiest iteration of myself possible. Right. Now, what do you say to the women that you speak to? Because I know you speak to millions of women around the world. What do you say to them, though, that are resistant to the idea of clean eating because they feel like it's like, um, well, first of all, actually, I have two, it's a two-part question. How do you feel, how do you sort of have that conversation with them that have that resistance? They almost feel like if 
I go that route, then it's like giving up all my favorite things. And, you know, and it's like this huge, like it's this self-sabotaging behaviors that kick in and like all that. So how do you kind of have that conversation? And then how do you also define for the people that, you know, in, especially in social media right now, you see a lot of people saying, well, don't use the word clean or dirty because food is just food and that kind of thing. But how do you kind of respond to those two pieces, I guess? Well, the whole phenomenon of eating clean started in the days way back when uh, the earliest bodybuilders, some 100, 150 years ago. So I didn't, I didn't put that badge on it. Clean mm-hmm. eating is actually a term semantically that belongs to Oxygen Magazine. I'm not with that anymore. My term is eating clean. And what I mean by eating mm-hmm. clean is eating nutrient-dense, whole, properly prepared, minimally processed, well-sourced foods. I, I'm not labeling something dirty or clean. What I'm doing is trying to elevate the thinking process of what you're putting in your mouth so that you're not inadvertently eating toxins, pesticides, refined uh, nutrients, GMO products, things that are actually going to poison your body. So if right. you don't want to call it eating clean, call it you know, call it whatever you want to, but at some level you do have to address what you're eating. And if you don't, then your body will become a toxic mess. And at some level you have to address that. So I always begin in my wellness coaching by asking my clients and asking my audience at large, what's the one food you think you can't live without? I have done this with Hollywood celebrities that I've worked with. What right. is that thing? For many, it's wine and chocolate. Okay, well, that's where I begin. And I just begin with the process of, do you think you could do with one less glass of wine a night? If you have a goal that really matters, could those things be changed? Could the consumption be changed so that you can be more mindful and be happier by achieving the goals you want to? Um, I'm not calling any of what they eat dirty. I'm just saying, if you're complaining about the bloat, about being irregular, about not sleeping, about tired looking skin, about looking and feeling old, even though you're young, then we need to look at what we're consuming. Because I just had my 60th birthday. I don't feel old. And I don't look old. No, you look stunning. (laughs) But I'm I'm certain that what I consume has had everything to do with it. And we know that it's 80% nutrition, 10% exercise, and 10% your genes, your genetics, which even now we know we can override those. So um, focus has to be on what you eat. It has to be. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I like that approach though, where it's just, you know, can we lower the consumption as opposed to elimination rather than feeling like, because I think that that's the thing that I find in this industry, whenever I'm training women and clients, it's like, if I have to give it up, I can't do it. Right. And it's, it's this mentality of like, and then it becomes the all or nothing mentality where it's like, okay, I'm going to have nothing. And then I'm going to binge on it or whatever that is, that food or that drink or whatever. I'm going to binge on it. So hardcore in like a week from now, and I'm going to destroy all the work that I just did over the past week to start transforming my body. It's, it's like almost child psychology. You know, you and I both right now, you have a, a daughter sleeping and I have a young granddaughter here. Yeah. And, and if I say to her, no, you can't have that. And it's all out war. But if I yeah. say, let's choose. What do, you, what do you think if we choose, you know, three chips with a little bit of salsa as opposed to 
an entire bowl of M&Ms, you know, just for comparison's sake. Of course. And you can, you can make these kinds of changes subtly, which ultimately over time accumulate to create a bigger change that then becomes lifestyle. Because right now you might be clinging to that bottle of wine because you feel so crappy about yourself that there's no way in heck you're going to be able to, to manage it. But if I said, you know, one glass less or every other night or, you know, instead of drinking every night of the week, maybe a few. So it's just that negotiation with self, the more positive language, the would you be open to changes. Right. I like that. Now, I mean, one of the things that you have been talking a lot about on social media, and we talked about this offline really quickly, is, you know, the whole aspect of adding wellness and focusing a little bit more on like emotional wellness and like mental, like mindset and wellness overall. Um, Would you mind sharing with us sort of why that's something, because I know that you've created a new program and I want to talk about that, but I definitely want to know, like, what is it about the wellness aspect that has made you have this kind of, not aha moment, because I'm sure you had this awareness prior, but it's it's the one thing that's kind of like, you know that it's a missing link in this industry and you really need to talk about it right now. Well, no, I didn't have the awareness and that is where the crucial learning came from is I had to fall flat on my face. I had to go through failure first to experience success. And where this all came from, as is so often in life, um, challenge and difficulty. So for those of you who are listening, and Amanda, for you, I will share, if I may, a story of how I got to this place. Please. Um, I'd be honored. Thank you. Um, In 2011, my stepson passed away suddenly from complications from a car accident. Uh, He was 24. Then literally... Not even a year later, um, my love of my life, Robert, who had been my coach but became my husband, uh, was diagnosed with uh, stage four cancer. And he passed in April of 2012. It was a complete shock. A year later, um, I was forced to bankrupt his publishing business, which housed all of my books and the magazines that we know and love so well. And a year after that, I almost lost my own business, discovered I was flat broke. (laughs) Oh my goodness. The house that we lived in together and had built together was completely leveraged against the bank. So uh, uh, there were some dangerously dark times, Amanda. Mm -hmm. And while I could manage my nutrition and I I, I could not manage my my emotions. In fact, I at one point was completely catatonic. I was in bed. This is not me. I, I don't sleep in the end of the day, but I just I couldn't get myself out of bed. And and typically um, the, the grief period, you go through this whole period of doing, 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 and then about three years in, the full weight of what has happened finally filters into your, your psyche, into your psychology. And I just I went flat. I just flatlined. And my daughter, uh, my eldest daughter, Rachel, is a doctor. And she came, happened to come that that day. And she just said, Mom, like, you're in trouble. You aren't. We are scared for you. Uh, Because I couldn't put sentences together. Right. Couldn't embrace life. I was just absolutely, everything was stuck here. And so from this, she encouraged me to try meditation. I started with a simple little app. You may know it, Headspace. I would do guided meditation, which was, to me, that was harder than doing a set of bicep curls because mm-hmm. I could never 
I could never turn my brain off long enough. But I've graduated now so that I, I journal every day. I meditate. I can do 20-minute unguided meditation. Uh, and I do it before I even get out of bed. And then I do it again before I go to bed. Um, I, I practice gratitude, gratefulness. I can say grief and gratitude in the same sentence and not fall apart. And this piece is the piece <clears throat> that is missing in wellness for many, many people. Because mm-hmm. the World Health Organization definition of wellness is very simple. It's not the absence of disease. It's the pursuit of, and it's a dynamic pursuit of what we eat, how we move, exercise, and our emotional self-care. So I recognized there was a big chunk missing in my coaching, and I went to work writing that piece that now fits into my newest program. And there isn't one person, not one woman, not one man, not one young person I have worked with who hasn't had an emotional component to their pain mm-hmm. or to their their, let's call it their situation of unwellness or dis-ease. And um, if we do not deal with our emotions, our emotions will deal with us. They make yes. us and, and so we need to find a way to pursue and manage our wellness, our emotional wellness on a daily basis, just the same as we manage our eating on a daily basis and our physical activity on a daily basis. And that's where that was born from. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was so powerful. I have goosebumps because I, I can relate. I understand because I've went through not the same journey. Of course, everyone's journey is different, but very similar in the sense of I lost my sister to suicide when she was 11. I was nine. I found her hanging in my room. Like it was a very traumatic moment in my life. And, and then my parents fell apart. My pa- my whole family fell apart. And I became the mom, essentially, of my younger brother and sister at like 10 and had to care for them and do everything. And But I didn't deal with it. And so at, like you, you just keep moving forward. And I kept moving forward in my life and moving forward in my life. And it would creep up as anxiety in my life. And then I never dealt with it. I've just kept pushing it back, pushing it back. And at age of 24, I had a moment, I was doing my yoga teacher training, just learning, growing. And I had a moment just like that. I couldn't get out of bed for about three days. And it was because, and I turned to my best friend, who's my business partner in this company. And I said to her, I think I have to go to a hospital. I think I have to go check myself into a hospital because I couldn't even function like holding something. It would just fall on the floor because my brain was so consumed with emotion and thought that I wasn't functioning on a day-to-day basis. And I was able to heal myself through meditation as well. I found a teacher that I went um, for seven years once a week and practiced in silence, sometimes, sometimes with conversation, really just depended on what I needed at that moment. And I did that for seven years straight and just had these difficult moments of going through the darkness because it's so dark and it's so hard. But when you do it, you can actually see light in such a different way and you can see the experience in such a different way. And I see what I've learned from everything that I've experienced. And I'm so grateful. Like you said, I can use grief and uh, gratitude in the same sentence because I'm grateful for the experiences I've had because I can show other people that, you know, my statement is always saying like your past is not your future, like your past is not your legacy and you can change that. And so you can decide, but you have to have the tools Yes. And so um, and I did the meditation, but I, I 
graduated into a meditation group and mm-hmm. practice with other women. And I would uh, also pursue other types of healing journeys, which is really powerful. And yes, I don't know if you can see my tattoo on my wrist. I am. Yes. But one of the most powerful um, unguided meditations I listen to is Wayne Dyer's Moses Code, uh, which I, that's what I listen to twice a day. It's a 20 minute meditation. Um, yes. It's changed my life. It, it, I really think it's changed my life. And so when I recognized, and here's a crazy statistic, Amanda, 50% of the people that you see on a daily basis around you, on the street, in your gym, in your home, place of work, grocery store, wherever you are, are in a crisis. 50%. And the other 50% are coming out of one. That's, that's like earth shattering like stats because that's something I would never, I would never think you feel so alone when you're in that space that you feel like you're the only one going through those moments. No, everybody is broken at some level. There Mm -hmm. are are crises. Well, think about the incidence of disease, especially cancer, you know, Mm -hmm. by the year 2020, we'll have cancer. That means that their circle of influence of those individuals are going to be affected by that disease. We we can't escape some of the the heaviness of this planet at this moment. So we have to care for our emotional selves so that we can be at our most resilient because I feel like wellness is a practice that we must pursue so that we can take the hits that the planet, that the universe will deliver to us. And there's no, that is guaranteed. You will get hits. Yes. How you deal with them is the question. And it's mm-hmm. your job mine to help others create resilience and strength in their physical body, in their nutritional body, and in their emotional head heart space. So they can take those hits and walk on. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100%. In, I mean, in your own journey, what did you find? Did you find one particular thing or did you find all of the things together being the most powerful tools for you? As in? Just for, yeah, just for like your, yeah, like journaling or meditation or, you know, because I know that for everyone it's going to be different, of course, but I'm just curious to know what you found was like the one thing that really, because I know for me journaling, actually I find it challenging and I don't like it because I find it it makes me go too deep sometimes and I can't, I can't go there sometimes. So I'm just curious to know how you felt about each of the pieces. Well, there's an underlying principle amongst mankind. And that is that we're each of us biologically unique. That makes us unique in the way we think, in the way we process and the Mm -hmm. way we express. So I am adamant that we have to practice meditation, forgiveness, gratitude and journaling and you really should be doing those every day so it's like medicine and some of those things you're going to like more than you like others mm-hmm. you still need to practice them for example with the journaling and this is a, it's not a, 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 a trite statement but i do say to people when you first start journaling it's going to feel like the weather report but you're going to go through the exercise of writing for 10 minutes whether you like it or not and you can just yeah. say my hair is pink. Today I ate. I went to the bathroom. I put my pants on. It'll start like that. And then what happens is, and I, and I give word prompts to help people get into it, but you get more comfortable with the writing and begin to share more and more of yourself when you're ready. But you have to be ready to be ready. Mm-hmm. Be ready. 
And so that will come with time. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree with that. Now, and in terms of, um, in terms of the program, I mean, and it's the three E's of wellness and with that. So can you tell me what the three E's stand for? Yes. Um, and, and the idea for the three E's came of course, out of my experience that also challenged last year uh, to present at CanFit Pro. And they said, could you present something different? And I went, Sure. Okay. I think I'll tell my story. And then it just came to me. But so the three E's of wellness was born out of necessity and experience, um, my growth, basically. And so the three E's stand for eating clean, exercise, and emotional self-care. Mm-hmm. We need to go together in order for us to be optimally well, you and I, and the people we help, and the people listening, and everybody out there. Yeah. Right. And so that program was, uh, was built because I fell, as I said, my, my, my failure or my inability to deal with uh, the hardships that had been delivered to me was, was critically obvious to, to many. And I was hurting myself and my family. And I took the experiences and the, the practices I used to heal myself to create this new program. I was already pretty good at the eating clean. I was already good at the exercise, although I have changed it to reflect uh my aging demographic because i you know i'm I'm fully in the boomer demographic now Mm -hmm. and um i I didn't think being a little little fit bitty was going to be the way anymore you know i wanted to teach how to have a physically well body so that we can extend our um what i call our wellness span or it because it's nice for us to live long but you want to be well into that long yes so um, agreed. <laughs> adding the emotional piece really is now the coaching of how you uh, take care of this head heart space that for so long has been shelved way over there that we don't touch. And so I've incorporate, incorporated this into what I call my signature program, the three E's of wellness. It's a 12 week program and it's a drip feed every day, nutrition plan, exercise plan, wellness plan, your head, heart space, your writing. I even talk about things like optimizing or optimism or, or switching the, the conversation in your head. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, negative, negative, negative speak. Well, how can we change that? How do we celebrate whims? How do we celebrate losses? Um, what is a win? Uh, what can you do now that you couldn't do before? And there's just, uh, there's, I'm basically hands-on every day with everyone We've already got a, a beta group running right now, but in September yeah. we won't go on. And I'll I'll be in, in people's faces. Uh, we have brand new videos. We shot shot over a hundred videos. There'll be exercise. There's me in the kitchen. There's me coaching, guiding, and I'm particularly proud of the wellness piece that I added because I get real. I get very raw and real with the you know, the, the DNA that connects us all together, which is our emotional self. Yeah. And I, I mean, as soon as I saw that you posted on social media about the program, I reached out to you right away because I connected immediately to the idea of this. I loved that somebody in your position was standing up and saying, this is really important because I do think it's something that in this industry, like it is something that's very important to me as well. Even in our education program, we run a certification program and we certify women to become certified health coaches around the world. And we have a wellness component in it. And we're one of the only programs in North America. We have 
you get certified as a group fitness trainer, personal trainer, nutrition coach, and a wellness coach. Because the wellness piece, if it's not included, if it's missed, I feel like you are missing a huge part of the impact that you can make for yourself, for your own health, but then for others as well. And so I just, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like prison. I've never been to prison, but you can imagine, you know, there are, there are offenders in that prison who've gone to jail because they've committed some sort of crime. But if, you know, but most of the time their, their head heart space is not addressed. So they go out into the general population and, you know, they haven't fixed anything. It's still broken. And I think eating is, is we're overweight or the reason why we get, like for myself, I ate myself into obesity, 204 pounds, because I was in a bad marriage and I, I ate myself into a prison of weight. You know, I too was trapped into something that really wasn't me. And I didn't deal with those emotions. I just yeah. ate. And, and then I started exercising and, you know, got it all figured out. And I had this, you know, this body and I had that lifestyle that goes with it. And then I fell flat on my face because it's like being on a, a two-legged stool instead of a three. I'm not balanced. And so I would reoffend. you know, I could eat my face off again and become overweight again. And I don't want to be in that position. I want to heal. And then from those experiences, teach others how we can get a handle on this emotional bit that's so critical. It is. It's so critical. Now, my last question for you, and then I'll let you get back to your granddaughter, <laughs> is um, I really just want to know, like, for the people listening right now, because, you know, you and I, we've been talking a lot about the emotional aspect and how important it is. How do you address the people that still believe that emotional wellness does not affect your physical wellness? Because there is still that belief. I know that, you know, I give people a lot of the example of like, even when you think about like eating a lemon, your mouth will salivate because you have that mind-body connection. Like there is a clear understanding of a mind-body connection, but yeah. how do you sort of address that, um, either that disbelief or just that misunderstanding of the emotional wellness affects your body? If I, um, you know, if you attend one of my classes where I, where I actually get you to physically do things to shift your energy, one of the things I teach is the seven-second hug. So I just did this um, in, on a stage in front of 2,500 people. Yeah. And without the ability of an emotion to shift you, this you must try. So okay. the hug is where you align your heart with the person who's hugging you. Most of us go left and hug on the left side. But if you and the other person hug on the right uh, excuse me, most, yeah, well, anyway, you're coming in over the heart, <laughs> lining yeah. up your hearts, and now you count 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. You get to 1,007, that's seven seconds. What's happened in that fraction of time is the hearts begin to be in sync. You get the download of the other person. You can actually feel this happening in your body. Your blood pressure drops the rate of your heart rate drops and you feel this feeling of connection that's so powerful that you cannot deny the good feeling of it. And suddenly the whole room is in sync and the vibrational energy shifts and you can feel it happening. Wow. You can feel, you know, you can, you can feel almost the buzz in the air. And I also teach, you know, most of us hug and we're doing this patting our backs. Oh, right. <laughs> Never interrupt the flow. You keep the hand on the person's back and just gently either stroke or keep it in one place. So 
it's so powerful. There's, it, there's, there's a thousand things that come out of that physically. Your physiology mm-hmm. changes with the seven-second hype. Then I start there and I teach a number of other things. So, um, and that shifts your energy. And there's a, an entire demographic of our population that doesn't get touched. And that demographic is 17-year-old boys, teenage boys. And it has been proven that even a baby who gets plenty of milk but is not touched does not thrive. Yes. So human touch shifts our, our physiology and emotion mm-hmm. is the language of the cells. Emotion is the language of the cells. So when we are connecting on an emotional level, the cells are talking, responding, changing, sending things out, bringing things in, creating, letting go, floating, mm-hmm. expressing joy. And it is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was amazing. And I love that tip. I'm going to actually, as you were telling this, I'm like, I can't wait to try that with my husband. <laughs> I'm going to be trying it like as soon as we're done here for sure. But, you know, I just want to mention just to add on to what you were saying about like, you know, human touch and how it's so important. That was one thing actually that I learned as well in my, in my seven years of teachings with my teacher. And, you know, one of the things that she always suggested to me was if you feel as though, and I want to suggest this to anyone who's listening, if you feel as though maybe you don't have anyone in your life that you can maybe necessarily get that kind of touch from, look to book yourself massages, things that you can actually still have that human connection and that human touch. And it makes a world of a difference. When I was doing that seven years of work, because that's what it was, it was hard work for seven years. It's still work now, but it's different. But during that time, I used to go and get a massage every other week even though I had a lot of friends around me and everything else, it's just, it was a different type of connection too. I found that just allowed for my body to relax in a different state. And it's just something that's so important. hundred percent. And you know, what's interesting you say that is I recognize and knew that touch was important. And so when my children, my daughters went to university, it's times when they're away from home and friends, especially early days, I would make, I would book massages for them so that yeah. they would that component in their lives. Wow. Touch is connection is thriving. Yeah. It's an exchange of, of really cellular information because the other piece is to this, and I talk about this in, in my classroom too, is um, the microbiome, right? So this mm-hmm. is the microbiome is a, is a living organism with five pounds of friendly flora, hopefully friendly. that has collectively more DNA in it than our own physical body. So when we're sitting in a classroom, the the, the DNA within those in the microbiome starts connecting and talking to the DNA in the person beside you, in the person behind you, in the person in front of you, in the back of the room. And suddenly all the microbiomes in in that room are actually talking to one another and connecting. So cool. Powerful. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so mind blowing how it all does actually work. And so I'm so grateful that you shared all of this. Thank you so much because I do think this conversation is much needed and it's like overdue (laughs) in the industry. I truly believe that. And so I'm so grateful that you shared this with me. And I was so grateful when I saw your post because I was like, oh my gosh, I need to speak to Tosca about this (laughs) and everyone needs to hear about this. So would you mind just sharing, um, 
just, I know that um, for anyone listening that is interested in the 3E wellness program, there will be a link in the blog post as well as below this um, video as well as the podcast. So you can make sure that you can check it out there. But Tosca, can you just share with everyone a little bit more about when the program begins? Okay, so we're going to be, um, well, I invite you to visit my brand new website, which is launching this week. So that's Tosca. Congratulations. I'm, I'm very excited. And <laughs> just bring up uh, the, the link to the, um, we're going to go to toscarina.com. There, right there, there are a lot of resources that are gratis. These are gifts for your listeners to be able to practically begin implementing right away. Not hard to do at all. And so free resources. And then you can also join the three E's of wellness. We're getting registration set up so that, that people can join, can be on the wait list, sign up for my newsletter. Um, and from that same website, you can find me, find all my social media posts and platforms. I'm very active on social media. Um, and, uh, I, you know, and if you want to see me speak live, I'm going to be at CanFit Pro during yeah. the expo, um, starting August, ooh, I think it's the 14th. Uh, I think so. I know. I'm, I'm actually, I was going to say, I'll come and give you a heartfelt hug, but I'm going to be in Denver <laughs> during that time. <laughs> I will hug any of your listeners. Okay. Oh, perfect. <laughs> So anyone listening, make sure you go and see Tosca speak so that you can give her a heartfelt hug. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, thank you so much again, Tosca. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy and I appreciate everything that you've done for everyone in this industry because it's so powerful and so important. Well, Amanda, we have a job for you and I to be healers because many need us and uh, yes. the world, the world is, is not free from pain, unfortunately, but we can do so much to shift people. And so thank you very much for this opportunity to allow me to share what's in my heart with your beautiful audience. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for everyone listening, thank you again. Um, and of course, you can go to fitchicksacademy.com where you can actually download, um, you can actually connect with all of the links for Tosca's program as well as her website and all of her social links will be there as well. So make sure you check it out and we will chat with you again next week. All right. Thank you, Tosca. Okay. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, join us for the upcoming Fitness and Nutrition Expert Certification Program. Download the brochure today at www.fitchicksacademy.com forward slash F&E brochure.